Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we are going to learn PR strategies for small and medium businesses with Michelle Garrett, writer and PR consultant. As a public relations consultant, content creator, blogger, speaker and award-winning writer, Michelle's articles and advice have been featured in Entrepreneur, Muckrack, Reagan's PR Daily, Meltwater, and others. Michelle was named a top digital PR leader in 2020, and her blog was on the list of top 25 must-read public relations blogs. She was also selected as one of the top 13 content marketing influencers to follow. Let's hear it from Michelle Garrett. So today, you know, uh, as a marketer with so much of experience, the thing, one thing which I always struggle is with public relations. You know, uh, being working in this field, I still have no idea what all does this field encompasses, right? For, for most of us, it's just press releases. That's the start and end of public relations. So I was looking around my network and on the Twitter world, etc., to bring on the right expert who can give us some tips, especially for small and medium businesses about public relations. And I found today's guest, fortunately, on Twitter. She is none other than Michelle Garrett. She is a public relations consultant, a content creator, blogger, speaker, and an award-winning writer. Her articles and advice has been featured in Entrepreneur, Muckrack, Ragans, PR Daily, Meltwater, Attorney at Work, Spin Sucks, Fairy God Boss, Thomas Net, Forbes, and many other places. She was named a top digital PR leader in 2020, and her blog was on the list of top 25 must-read public relations blog. I love the content she shares, the insights she shares on LinkedIn and Twitter. I follow her thoroughly. She was also selected as one of the top 13 content marketing influencers to follow. She is the founder and host of Freelance Chat, a weekly Twitter chat. If you want to learn more about freelancing, etc., you should attend this chat one of these days uh, for freelancers and self-employed consultants. She specializes in crafting content, strategy, and programs for leading B2B organizations who want to get noticed. She launched a business in Silicon Valley and now is back to her roots in Central Ohio. Her business is Edge and WB, which is Women Business Enterprise Certified in the state of Ohio. So without further ado, let me bring her on. Hi, how hey, are Michelle. you? I'm good. So good to see you. So good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. So uh, is it is it too cold there? Uh, you are all covered up. It, <laughs> well, it's a scarf, but yeah, it is cold. It's not cold in my office, but outside <laughs> it is a little cold, actually, yes. Yeah. yeah, we're in the it's, one of the dead of winter, so it's like in the twenties, I think. <laughs> <laughs> same yeah, same yeah. All right, so uh, Michelle, you know, just to give a background about the mm-hmm. show, uh, mm-hmm. this I started when the COVID nineteen kicked off, and uh, the sole purpose was to bring on people like you and guests like you mm-hmm. to give some inspiration to the people uh, who are struggling. Uh, you know, give some insight from your journey as mm-hmm. as in your area of work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So sure. I have I have curated a set of uh, twelve to thirteen questions for you, sure. which is to- totally about public relations, about you, your work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you're mm-hmm. ready, we can start. Absolutely, fire uh, away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So uh, my first question, uh, Michelle, you know, you're one of the established writers and PR consultants in the US and you were even named top digital PR leader in 2020. So how did this journey into PR and content start? Well, it started a long time ago. Um, I the writing started when I was really young. I mean, I was always into writing and just really um, had a just enjoyed, you know, just just kind of creative writing, I guess, from a very young age. And um, I always kept a journal. I was always writing like poems and things, you know, like just just writing. Um, and so um, when I got to high school, we had a, a paper, you know, like a high school paper. So I worked on the paper and I was a reporter and kind of a jack of all trades. And then I um, when I went into college, of course, I studied journalism um, with a concentration in public relations. And I think the public relations kind of came in because I thought it prob I probably thought it sounded kind of glamorous at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's not always you know like planning party you know it's not that's not really the kind of PR that I do some I know some people do do that and it's a needed you know um, right. skill but that's not really the kind of uh, PR that I I focus on so, um, right. so yeah all right that's fantastic right so uh, you know PR is a field which for layman, it's, it starts and end, ends with press release, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, most of us, that's the understanding about that. Mm -hmm. Is it just that or there is more to public relations? What is it exactly? What all can comes under this umbrella of public relations? <laughs> well, there is kind of a mystique about public relations. I think a lot of people don't don't really know what it is and what it can yep. do. Um, to your point. And so um, it's not just press releases. I do think, you know, you can get stuck in that mode. And I think we're going to talk more about press releases um, a little later. So I won't, I won't go into my spiel about press releases right now, sure. but under the PR umbrella, which I mean, it usually, you know, it's, it's under marketing, of course, usually, um, I mean, it's become, you know, it's always been about thought leadership, reputation management, um, and then how do you do that? Like, how do you get to that point? That could be through, um, you know, writing contributed articles. It could be through appearing on, you know, podcasts and 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 shows and things. Um, it could be, you know, all kinds of. You can do all kinds of things to get there. Um, right. So then that's kind of like figuring out the strategy. Where do you want to be? Who? Where's your audience? How do you reach your audience? And if you're a public company, you know, you have stakeholders you have to reach. So you need investor relations. That's part of it. Um, right. uh, crisis, which is <laughs> a big part of it these days for a lot of companies. Yep. One wrong tweet or one customer complaint can go viral. And you're like, oh, you know, because you used to have without social media, you'd have plenty of time to go back and talk to your advisors and kind of plan out what you were going to do. Um, but now you really have to kind of almost think through possible crisis scenarios before they even happen and right. be kind of ready with your with your team, you know, of people that you can call and, and just get on it right away. Because it can if you don't respond, of course, it goes it gets worse. So um, I think that's really important. So those right. are just some things. It's a lot of things, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with the, with the with the uh, advent of digital channels, I think PR has become much more intricate and tough uh, field to be in. I guess, yeah. right? So uh, you know, uh, going on, uh, you know, why do you think public relations is a key area to focus for organizations? And what are some of the key results organizations can achieve by investing in PR? Well, I mean, I think it's a key area because um, I think that more than ever, 
um, customers, consumers, whether it's business to business or business to consumer, people are who is buying your product, solutions, services, whatever it is. And those people want transparency. I think we've learned, I know, I mean, at least I can speak for here in the States, we've learned that telling the truth and being honest and forthright is more important than it's ever been. Um, and, and we don't trust people who don't tell us the truth. We don't trust companies, businesses that don't tell us the truth. Right. Um, and so in that way, to me, um, public relations can help build those bridges and um, hopefully um, kind of pull back the curtain sometimes and in a good way, you know, um, right. of course we get labeled spin doctors, you know, when we try to like help with things that, you know, are less than good, like sometimes, but, um, right. um, but not, I don't think you ought to cover up things. I mean, if you made a mistake, you probably just need to come out and admit that you made a mistake and what are you going to do to make it right? That's the best way to address that. So um, I forget what your question was. <laughs> I got yeah. off on the tangent. Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's absolutely fine. That's a very good valid point, which you mentioned. Owning your mistakes is very important for brands these days. And mm -hmm. a lot of brands are doing setting the right examples. The question was, you know, what are the key areas to focus and oh. what are the benefits? What are the benefits yeah. by investing in PR for the organization? Yeah. Well, and I mean, the other thing, I think there's a kind of a myth that it has to be expensive, which I mean, it can be expensive, just like any kind of marketing, um, you know, just like SEO, you could do it yourself or you could hire right. and spend, you know, a lot of money every month. on. So PR is similar in that you can do it yourself. Um, you can hire, you know, a, a agency you could hire a consultant. There are different options available. Right. And so I don't think you ought to dismiss it as something, oh, we can't afford. Um but return on investment wise, it has been historically a little bit difficult to measure sometimes the impact of PR on a business. Right. Um, and so I think we're trying to get better at that by, um, you know, you can see like if a story appears, you can track and see how many, you know, how many people read it and went to your website. Um, you know, sometimes social media also falls in PR's lap or, you know, right. in that department. And so, you, of course, you can track some of those results as well, things like that. Um, and then there's just kind of an overall, of course, there are tools you can use to measure, like, social listening, who's talking about right. you. You can tell the impact that it's having, I believe. And then, um, of course, if you're getting media coverage, you hope it's in the right places, and there right. are tools. I know you talked to Rand Fishkin about SparkToro. I think that is yep. a new tool that's going to help um, get um, help PR people and businesses kind of get to the audiences where they're at. It might not always be the Wall Street Journal, and right. he talks about that. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. It's a real issue for PR pros to go into a meeting with executives and like, we want to be in the Wall Street. Well, everybody wants to be in the Wall Street Journal. So <laughs> this is not realistic, you know, and that might not really be be benefiting you that much. So if you really right. want to, to get some benefit out of your PR, I think it's very important to find out where is your audience? Who are you trying to talk to and where are they spending time? Right, right, right. Yeah, you are right. Rand, when he came on the show, he mentioned about the mm -hmm. egos of executives. They mm -hmm. want to be in mm -hmm. one particular publication because of their ego and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, since I focus mostly on uh, small and medium businesses, a lot of questions are pertaining to them. So, yeah. you know, co coming to SMBs, uh, does PR magic work wonders for them or should they just stay away from PR? 
Well, I mean, it's not magic, you know, it doesn't, it can't fix your, you know, if you have a bad reputation or you haven't done any PR, it's not going to work overnight. And I think that's a really important point. Thank you for asking the question, because I have been having this conversation with other PR people and with prospective clients, and still sometimes they don't seem to understand, especially, I mean, it's, it's never easy, but right, right. now it's, it's even harder because yes. there is so much going on. People are just overwhelmed, distracted. There's COVID, our economy is, you know, like, so there's just a lot of things going on. So right. on a, on a regular day, you know, which I don't know when the last time we had a regular day was, <laughs> but on a good day, you know, you might get a reporter to read your pitch, but on a, on a day when there's 50 breaking news story, stories, you know, you're, they're not going to maybe care or even pay attention to something that you send them. So you have to be um, you have to give it time, I guess, is what I was trying to get to there. Um, and um, so in that way, I think that's a really important piece of it is that, you know, if you're going to start doing a PR effort, you have to give it time. You can't send out one press release or one pitch and say, oh, nobody responded. It doesn't work. PR doesn't work. That's not really what we want. We kind of want to sink some time and effort and, and be consistent. Um, I think that's one thing I talk about all the time with whatever you're doing, you just have to keep showing up. You can't just put one tweet or one post or one press, you know, you, you kind of have to stick in there with it. And if you're not going to do that, you might want to just hold off until you're kind of ready to do that. In fact, I talk to people sometimes and I say, I don't know if you're ready for PR. Right. <laughs> you really have to have, um, someone, you know, even if they hire me as a consultant, for example, I still need somebody at the client who's going to be engaged and help me understand what their stories are, their perspective is, what are the trends they're watching, who are their, you know, what competitors are they really focusing on? You know, we need a, we need somebody engaged on the client side to help right. us be successful for them. So, right. Yeah. So SMBs, if you want to, if you want to get into the PR game, get get in with a long-term focus uh, uh you know anyways when i was writing an art uh so uh let's let's talk about some tactics you know what are some some of the key PR tactics which SMB owners can attempt or even get a PR consultant even for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are some of the key tactics? Well, I mean, usually when I start working with a new client, one of the first things we talk about is what do you have? What do you have to talk about? Like what kind of news, what kind of stories? Maybe we plan out a calendar. Um, I know like some companies won't do product announcements anymore, but for companies in certain vertical industries like manufacturing, there are publications, trade publications that cover new products. And so right. we would talk about what products they have coming up. We would talk about, um, do they have any big partnerships? Do they have, have they won any big new customers? Um, have they added anyone, uh, any executives to the team? Um, we would talk about, um, you know, any milestone, you know, I have one client spin a business for 70 years, you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal because you don't see that all the time. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that might go on the calendar of something. And then we kind of, we kind of plot out like, um, you know, I'm not one to say, I've, I've talked to clients who say, well, we want to do two press releases a month. And I'm like, well, 
<laughs> you know, that's not really the right way to look at it. I mean, you, if you have two pieces of news, you might do two, but, but honestly, I kind of go at it from like, what is newsworthy and what, um, you know, what is really going to maybe get a reporter's attention. Sometimes that doesn't involve a press release either. Sometimes that's just pitching a story um, without a press release. So that, and that's also, you know, an option. Right, right. All right. So uh, moving on, you know, uh, how important are press releases and getting featured in local publications for SMBs? Well, um, now here, there are people who say press releases are not important and they're dead. <laughs> that was my very first contributed article to PR Daily. Press releases are not dead. And that was probably, right. I don't know, five or six years ago. Um, but um, but people are still saying it. So and but but just last week I had a reporter say, do you have a press release? Because <laughs> I sent wow. a pitch without a press release. And, I, you know, like because we declined and really want to write a press release, which is another, you know, course you know time and money and etc so we're like okay well we'll pitch it without a press release but they asked me for a press release because that's kind of the the language that they look for you know and it's also usually inverted pyramid so it's the most important follow you know and it's it's who what when where why how all right there um you know there's a style there's a you know inverted pyramid and all that but but so anyway, I I do still believe in press releases. I don't think you have to write one every single time, but I think that there's still a value in it. And even just the process of getting the messaging right, it helps get everybody on the same page. You have a document you can go back to. You can post it on your website. You could put it on social media. In addition to pitching it, um, hopefully you get a story. You get a reported right story that you can put on social media. Um, but there are, you know, things you can do with the press release besides, you know, it doesn't only serve to to uh, work with the media. But I, I think they're still valuable. So, Right, right. And what about getting published in local publications? Um, I think that's a good place to start. Um, I have clients. Um, I started my business out on the West Coast um, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I never went into a client out there who said, just get us in the local paper and uh, your job is done. Here in Columbus, where I'm at now, I, people do think that way a little bit more. I think people are less likely to like think bigger maybe, and maybe they don't, maybe they're more modest about tooting their horn. I'm not sure. But anyway, I have theories about that. <laughs> but um that's another that's another uh you know episode but um michelle goes into psychology but <laughs> but um but yeah so um so yeah but i do think local is a good place to start if you have never done that before um i do like clients to think beyond local what you know like trade publications it doesn't have to be business publications like the wall street journal it doesn't have to be big national media it could be Okay, we're going to pitch the local business journal, the local paper. Maybe if it's a TV, you know, there's a visual element. You might pitch TV or something, um, and then we would think about maybe trade publications or other um, other places we can pitch the story. Besides, because if you pitch local media, it's going to be good for the immediate, but they're not going to do a story on you every month. They're probably not going to do another story on you for a while. So um, you really need to be thinking like, what else are we going to do? You know? And um, yeah. So I was, I was talking to clients too about other ways to get their news out. Like if you can't get a story, what can you do instead? You know, there are other things you can do. Right, right, right. So uh, that's, that's the next question connecting to. Yeah. So uh, what are some of your top advice for SMB owners who want to take baby steps in PR tactics? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, I think it's fine to start small. Again, I think there's maybe some fear around um, even like pricing it out or considering it because you think it's going to be very expensive and you might be, um, you know, you might, that might just put you off. I mean, I know I have a, you know, I'm a, a solopreneur. I have a small business, however you want to say it. And I have to be cost conscious because I don't have the budget like of a giant corporation. Right. So I get it. Like that's kind of, when I started out, that was kind of my philosophy was like, I worked at an agency and I saw that not everybody could really afford, you know, a monthly thousands of dollars, you know, retainer type of thing. So I thought, well, this way they get someone with experience at a lower cost. It's more flexible. And so um, that's, you know, that's one thing to think about when you're starting. And then if you want to do it yourself, there's plenty of places where you can look for guidance um, you can try, you know, maybe writing a press release and maybe putting together a very, you know, small media list of some local reporters or industry trades that you want to reach out to. Um, and then you just, you can go right onto their website and usually the masthead's there and just find the editor or reporter that covers the beat that your, your news falls under. I mean, that's right. a good start. You can do it. You can do it yourself. You can. Right. I even I've seen uh, portals like Harrow. Helping a reporter out, yep. which has a lot of information on the right reporter to pitch to, etc. So there are a lot of ways to do it. Just yeah. you have to get started somehow. That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my next question is kind of, you know, whenever there is a debate between ad advertising and PR, there's a factor that stands out in favor of PR. So how mm -hmm. can good a good PR strategy help SMBs or organizations build trust with the public? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I do. And then when I give uh, talks about like PR 101, one of my first slides is the difference between PR and advertising, because I do think people are confused. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I have this little chart, which I, I, I won't I won't bring it up right now. But um, but actually, the difference, I mean, honestly, is that, you know, when you buy an ad, you know what it's going to say. You control what it's going to say, you know, and you wrote it. So you're talking about yourself, right? Which you're going to right. say good things, right? So right. Um, the difference, I mean, so, so with PR, which are, you know, paid media versus earned media, we could also say it that way. Um, right. You are going to have to convince a third party, a reporter who is trained to be subjective. And in journalism school, they do train you not to bring your bias into a story, not to say it never happens. But for people to mistrust journalists, I don't really that doesn't resonate with me because I've been through the, the training. Like, and I know, I know right. that they are uh, in most cases, honestly trying to, to be um, unbiased about a story. So anyway, so that means that you have sold your story. You have sold your idea to cover the story to a reporter. They write a story. Hopefully it's subjective. It's not biased. So it's a third party talking about you, which is much more credible than you talking about yourself. So, I mean, to me, that is the fundamental difference. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this conversation with some SMB owners where they say that let's buy a hoarding. Let's buy yeah. a hoarding and put up an ad saying we are the best or whatever it is. So yeah. it's, it's kind, kind of weird to have that conversation anyways. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, you mentioned about earned media. So PR is always considered as an earned media. Is that true? If yes, why? Um, well, I mean, I consider it earned media, um, okay. but there are paid opportunities. Now, the thing that really bothers me about it, and this is happening more and more, and again, 
you know, if you do follow me on Twitter, I talk about it and I share examples and other people talk about it. We, we get into conversations. What will happen now, publications are so, or media outlets, I should say, are so desperate um, yep. to make money in the same business, which I totally, I get it. I, I understand um, that they will try to trick people or maybe, maybe they're not, maybe they're not trying to trick people, but people are tricked into um, paying for what they think is earned media, what they think is PR. And it really isn't the same thing because, um, you know, they're going to have to note somewhere that this is a paid opportunity. And if you have, you know, if you know, like I always look at that before I share an article, I always look if it's paid, I probably won't share it. I mean, you know, um, not to say that there's anything wrong with it. I think that there's probably room for both in some cases. But honestly, I hate that. I don't like that publications are trying to fool like innocent, especially smaller businesses into paying for something that they shouldn't really be paying for. Awards are really bad. I mean, the, the awards industry is, is, is getting like just blatantly like buy an award, you know, and that to me, again, I don't think it's credible. Like, I mean, maybe to some people, but I mean, if you know what you're doing, I, I don't know that you wouldn't, that wouldn't stand out in a bad way to you and make them look less credible. So right. I have a, I have a problem with that kind of thing. Right. So uh, recently I, I wanted to write for a big publication. I don't want to take names. Right. And I, I reached out to them and they sent me, they told me that if I want to get published, I want, I need to pay them dollar thousand five hundred for their Asia edition. So I was right. surprised to hear such a big, big amount for an Asia Asia edition show. That was a shocker for me. Anyway, so now I, I read the articles on that publication yeah. very very carefully. <laughs> we don't know, you know, who has paid for what. Yeah, right. no, that's the thing. And I mean, I'll, I'll just, I will name a name. <laughs> if you don't mind, um, Forbes, a lot of things on Forbes are now paid. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's yeah. what you, you want to do. But right. I mean, I think it muddies the water and it does take away from some of the like earn a media, real journalism that's going on. And I, um, again, like I just, I don't know, it feels, it feels a little bit wrong to me, but I'm, I'm not yeah. going to tell people never to pay for, um, for some of those things, I guess, as long as it's not all that you're doing. I mean, you should also be pitching stories and trying to get like real stories done, I think too, but, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, again, these are kind of the mistakes uh, you want to avoid. So my next mm -hmm. question is that what are some of the key things that SMB owners should keep in mind when they are moving ahead with their PR plan? What mistakes to avoid? Well, um, I do, you know, it's, I think when you do it yourself, you can make the mistake of falling for things because they'll email you, you know, these, right. these organizations will email you and try to sell you things. Sometimes it's thousands of dollars. There are even PR people who claim <laughs> to be, P, you know, reputable PR people who will email you and try to sell you earn media. Now, that is not the way it's supposed to work. Yes, you need to pay a person for their time if you're working with a consultant or an agency or whatever. You are paying for the service, but you shouldn't right. be paying for the actual coverage. And in that way, um, 
if you don't have somebody looking out for you that understands, you know, like it stands out to me immediately. Like I'm right. As soon as I see the email, I'm like, Oh no, here it comes again. Like, Oh, and sometimes my clients will forward me stuff and say, is something we should be. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, just, just get rid of it right now. Just throw it away. Don't look at it again. Like, um, so, um, I think it's helpful to have, have somebody with a, with an eye for that stuff, but that's a mistake. Um, I think also um, remembering that when you pitch a story, you need to talk about how you're solving a problem versus writing how you would write like an ad, like saying, okay, 50% off the best solution. You know, like, no, this is about like, what are you doing to help the person that would be buying your product or solution? Like, how does that help them? How does it solve their problem? Think about it like that. And um, a lot of companies struggle with that. Um, so that can be a mistake. And then like, starting and then not keeping up with it. I mean, not being consistent. Like I said, I've heard people say, well, we wrote one press release, nothing happened. You know, we even paid for a wire service, which that's another thing we could talk about. Um, um, and that it didn't go anywhere. Nothing happened. We didn't get any stories. Nothing happened. So we just gave up, you know, like, so um, anyway, those are a few things that, that immediately come to mind. Got it, got it. All right. So now enough of public relations talk. I want to talk a little bit about you and uh, to, you know, hear your story a little bit. So yeah. first and for <laughs> so first and foremost thing is you have won several accolades in your exciting career. Yeah. So I want to hear about some of those accomplishments which are you which are super you which you are super proud of and very close to your heart. Oh well, I mean, the first time I got an entrepreneur was a really big deal. Um, and so that happened because I was writing for PR daily and they must've had some kind of a relationship with entrepreneur and they started running my articles. And I was like, someone shared it and tagged me. Of course, sometimes publications don't tag you when they, when they share your articles, right, which is right. another, yet another thing. But, um, but don't get me started on that. Anyway, so I saw that I was like, this can't be right. Like I was, I was, and so when I found out that it really was um, entrepreneur, I was pretty, that was a pretty exciting day for me. So, um, and I think they ran a few of my articles. They don't really do that anymore. It's become more of a paid, there's a, there's a paid component to entrepreneur now too. So, yep, yep, absolutely. yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, your work is featured, as you mentioned, like mm -hmm. best, some of the best publications in the in the world. So can you name uh, some of the publications where, you know, if, if somebody wants to read your articles, yeah. understand your insights on PR, which are some of the yeah. publications they should check out? Well, I write every pretty much every month from Muckrack. Um, they are a, I mean, they're, uh, they have a media database for PR professionals and they also have a uh, free portfolio service for journalists. So I really like the way that they, um, they serve kind of both sides. They keep both sides in mind. And I think journalists um, like that as well, because again, right. it's, they, they compile your stories for you. So actually my portfolio of like 250 byline articles that I've written is on Muckrack. Um, but that's one place I write very often PR daily. Um, I've written quite a bit for Meltwater. Um Sometimes I write for um, industry publications that need a perspective on PR or, um, you know, marketing for smaller businesses. Um, right. I think, I mean, Freelancers Union, I've written for them. Um, that's another topic near and dear to my heart because I've been on my own for so long that 
um, I realized how hard it can be. And so right. we started freelance chat for that reason. Um, and I know we, we don't, we don't necessarily need to talk about that, but that is, um, something I'm really pleased that people have taken to and it's, it's grown a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that chat is amazing to get some real good perspectives about freelancing and the, and the, and the troubles which come along with that, you know, yeah. some, some people think that freelancing is such a lucrative, uh, thing to do right now, but it's not, it's a tough <laughs> journey ahead. Right. So, you know, about your work, uh, you work uh, primarily with B2B organizations. Right. So what, what kind of services do you provide to these organizations? Well, I mean, um, it's kind of evolved over time um, because social media has changed, you know, a lot of our business, I think. So it used to be more um, you know, media relations, and I still do that kind of work, but now it's also incorporates social media for some clients. And then um, writing is really like my first love. And um, I have been doing more writing and I really um, enjoy that a lot. So um, it's really those kind of those three areas, media relations, writing, social media, those are, those are usually the things. And then, you know, of course, there are tangential things that people Will hire me to do and need we used to do more with the awards programs but i'm kind of like yeah, i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure and then speaking too i mean we used to try to land speaking gigs for clients but you know it's all virtual not to say that they can't speak but it's it's that part is a little different than it was so right 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 all right so we have come to the end of the session but uh, i have one last question which sure. uh, i which i ask every uh, guest who comes on yeah so how has uh, COVID-19 impacted Michelle and uh, how is 2021 going to end, going to look like? <laughs> How's it going to end? <laughs> I, I, I didn't oh, use that we're word. We're still here, right? Like, I, I mean, that's the best case scenario. Um, well, okay. So it, it, it impacted my business, but not in a negative way, because in the beginning it made me, I probably had the best month I've had maybe in March, April of last year, because everybody, you know, what happened is that a lot of companies decided all of a sudden, like, oh, our digital presence is really important. Like we need to be on social media. We need to up our content game. We need to be getting, you know, like stories out. And so that became um kind of a rush for some people to you know like and that's fine like i mean that you know that i i ramp up and down as i need to and i i like to be there for my clients and you know i'm all about that so um but yeah it's kind of i'd say it's evened out a little bit although the this year is starting out pretty strong and um i mean i think for people in digital marketing i mean i think it's i mean i think it's a pretty good time because it is more important than ever to shore up your website, to get on social media, to have all your ducks in a row, to get your content, you know, like it's, it's, I think it's, um, I mean, I think they're getting it. Cause I mean, there's some weird statistic about, and I've written about it before about how many small businesses don't even have a website and never plan to get one. And I'm like, right. really? like <laughs> how, how are you going to, what are you going to do? Cause when people can't come physically to your store anymore, you have right. to be able to reach them online, sell online. I mean, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, COVID nineteen came came out as one of the one of the uh, side stories. Was it's time to it's time to start storytelling. Actually, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of businesses have uh, realized that and putting their efforts on that. 
all right so uh, we have come to the end of this uh, session and uh, i thank you so much for taking time out and coming on the show because i little bit i got little bit of understanding more about pr because yeah. i am zero in zero in that area and thank you so much uh, michelle and uh, i hope to uh, speak to you soon thank you vivek so much for having me it was fun thank you all right Hey, uh, so that was a quick session today with uh, Michelle uh, Garrett. She's a PR consultant and writer. As you heard, you know, she writes for a lot of awesome publications and uh, you should check her out, uh, check her articles out and uh, get some insights about public relations. You know, public relations is not only about press releases, folks. It's much more about telling a real story via another medium which is why it's called earned media. It's not paid, it's earned. You have to earn that story. So start, if you're an SMB owner, you must be struggling right now, but make sure you have your eyes set on PR and get some stories out about, tell your authentic story about your business, the origin story, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I thank you all for joining today. Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow the Thrifty Marketer Podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode.